Chapter 15 On the Dark Side I am Drizzt. I know who you are, replied the student mage. Drizzt appointed tutor in Sorcerer. Your reputation precedes you. Most in all the academy have heard of you and your prowess with weapons. Drizzt bowed low, a bit embarrassed. That skill will be a little youth to you here, the mage went on. I am to tutor you in the wizardly arts, the dark side of magic, we call them. This is a test of your mind and your heart. Meager metal weapons will play no part. Magic is the true power of our people. Drizzt accepted the berating without reply. He knew that the traits this young mage was boasting of were of necessary qualities of a true fighter. Physical attributes played only a minor role in Drizzt's style of battle. Strong will and calculated maneuvers, everything the mage apparently believed only wizards could handle, won the duels that Drizzt fought. "'I will show you many marvels in the next few months,' the mage went on. "'Artifacts beyond your belief and spells of a power beyond your experience.' "'May I know your name?' Drizzt asked, trying to sound somewhat impressed by the student's continued stream of self-glorification. Drizzt had already learned quite a lot about wizardry from Zach Nefane, mostly of the weakness inherent in the profession. Because of magic's usefulness in situations other than battle, drow wizards were accorded a high position in the society, second to the clerics of Loth. It was a wizard, after all, who lighted the glowing narbondal time clock of the city, and wizards who lighted fairy fires on the sculptures of the decorated houses. Zacnefane had little respect for wizards. They could kill quickly and from a distance, he had warned Drist, but if one could get in close to them, they had little defense against the sword. Mathaj, replied the mage. Mathaj Hanet of House Hanet, beginning my thirtieth and final year of study, Soon I will be recognized as a full wizard of Menzoboranzan with all of the privileges according to my station. Greetings, then, Massage Hanet, Driss replied. I, too, have but a year remaining in my training at the academy, for a fighter spends only ten years. Ah, a lesser talent, Massage was quick to remark. Withards study thirty years before they are even considered practiced enough to go out and perform their craft. Again, Drizzt accepted the insult graciously. He wanted to get this phase of his instruction over with, then finish out the year and be rid of the academy altogether. Drizzt found his six months under Massage's tutelage actually the best of his stay at the academy. Not that he came to care for Massage, the budding wizard continually sought ways to remind Drizzt of fighters' inferiority. Drizzt sensed a competition between himself and Massage, almost as if the mage were setting him up for some future conflict. The young fighter shrugged his way through it, as he always had, and tried to get as much out of the lessons as he could. Drizzt found that he was quite proficient in the ways of magic. Every drow, the fighters included, possessed a degree of magical talent and certain innate abilities. Even drow children could conjure a globe of darkness or edge their opponents in a glowing outline of harmless colored flames. 
Drizzt handled these tasks easily, and in a few ten days, he could manage several cantrips and a few lesser spells. With the innate magical talents of the Dark Elves also came a resistance to magical attacks, and that is where Zach Nefane had recognized the wizard's greatest weakness. A wizard could cast his most powerful spells to perfection, but if his intended victim was a drow elf, the wizard may have well found no results for his efforts. The surety of a well-aimed sword thrust always impressed Zach Nefane, and Drizzt, after witnessing the drawbacks of drow magic during those first ten days with massage, began to appreciate the course of training that he had been given. He still found great enjoyment in many of the things Massage showed him, particularly the enchanted items housed in the Tower of Sorcerer. Drizzt held wands and staves of incredible power and went through several attack routines with a sword so heavily enchanted with magic, his hands tingled from its touch. Massage, too, watched Drizzt carefully through it all, studying the young warrior's every move, searching for some weakness that he might exploit if House Honette and House Duarden ever did fall into the expected conflict. Several times, Massage saw an opportunity to eliminate Drist, and he felt in his heart that it would be a prudent move. Matron Sinefe's instructions to him, though, had been explicit and unbending. Massage's mother had secretly arranged for him to be Drist's tutor. This was an unusual situation. Instruction for fighters during their first six months in Sorcerer had always been handled one-on-one by higher-level sorcery students. When she had told Massage of the setup, Sinefe quickly reminded him that his sessions with the young Duarden remained no more than a scouting mission. He was not to do anything that might even hint of the planned conflict between the two houses. Massage was not fool enough to disobey her. Still, there was one other wizard lurking in the shadows, who was so desperate that even the warnings of the matron mother did little to deter him. My student, Massage, has informed me of your fine progress, Alton Devere said to Drizzt one day. Thank you, Master Faceless One, Drizzt replied hesitantly, more than a little bit intimidated that a master of sorcerer had invited him to a private audience. How do you perceive magic, young warrior? Alton asked. Has massage impressed you? Drizzt didn't know how to respond. Truly, magic had not impressed him as a profession, but he did not want to insult a master of the craft. I find the art beyond my abilities, he said tactfully. For others, it seems a more powerful course, but I believe my talents are more closely linked to the sword. Could your weapon defeat one of my magical power? Alton snarled. He quickly bit back the sneer, trying not to tip off his intent. Driz shrugged. Each has its place in battle, he replied. Who could say which is the mightier? As with every combat, it would depend upon the individuals engaged. Well, what of yourself? Alton teased. First in your class, I have heard, year after year. The master of melee match there speak highly of your talents. Again, Drizzt found himself flushed with embarrassment. More than that, though, he was curious as to why a master and students of sorcerer seemed to know so much about him. "'Could you stand against one of magical powers?' asked Alton. "'Against a master of sorcerer, perhaps?' "'I do not,' Drizzt began, but Alton was too enmeshed in his own rantings to hear him. 
Let us learn. The faceless one cried. He drew out a thin wand and promptly loosed a bolt of lightning at Drizzt. Drizzt was down into a dive before the wand even discharged. The lightning bolt sundered the door to Alton's highest chamber and bounced around the adjoining room, breaking items and scorching the walls. Drizzt came rolling back to his feet at the side of the room, his scimitars drawn and ready. He was still unsure of this master's intent. "'How many can you dodge?' Alton teased, weaving the wand in a threatening circle. "'What are the other spells I have at my disposal?' "'Those that attack the mind, but not the body.' Driz tried to understand the purpose of this lesson and the part he was meant to play in it. Was he supposed to attack the master? "'These are not practice blades, I'll warn you,' Driz said, holding his weapons out toward Alton. Another bolt roared in, forcing Driz to the back edge of his original position. "'Does this seem like practice to you, foolish Duarden?' Alton growled. "'Do you know who I am?' Alton's time of revenge had come. Damn the orders of Matron Sinefe. Just as Alton was about to reveal the truth to Drizzt, a dark form slammed into the master's back, knocking him to the floor. He tried to squirm away, but found himself helplessly pinned by a large black panther. Drizzt lowered the tips of his blades. He was at a loss to understand what this was. Enough, Gwenhyver, came a call from behind Alton. Looking past the fallen master at the cat, Drizzt saw Massage enter the room. The panther sprang away from Massage obediently and moved to rejoin its master. It paused on its way to consider Drizzt, who stood ready in the middle of the room. So enchanted was Drizzt with the beast, the graceful flow of its rippling muscles, and the intelligence in its saucer eyes, that he paid little attention to the master who had just attacked him, though Alton, unhurt, was back on his feet and obviously upset. "'My pet,' Massage explained. Driz watched in amazement as Massage dismissed the cat back to its own plane of existence by sending its corporeal form back to the magical onk statuette he held in his hand. "'Where did you get such a companion?' Driz asked. "'Never underestimate the powers of magic,' Massage replied, dropping the figurine into a deep pocket." His beaming smile became a scowl as he looked at Alton. Drizzt, too, glanced at the faceless master. That a student had dared to attack a master seemed impossibly odd to the young fighter. This situation grew more puzzling each minute. Alton knew that he had overstepped his bounds, and that he would have to pay a high price for his foolishness if he could not find some way out of his predicament. "'Have you learned your lesson this day?' Massage asked Drizzt, though Alton realized that the question was directed his way. Drizzt shook his head. "'I'm not certain at the point of all this,' he answered honestly. "'A display of the weakness of magic,' Massage explained, trying to disguise the truth of the encounter. "'To show you the disadvantage caused by the necessary intensity of a casting wizard.' to show you the vulnerability of a mage obsessed. He eyed Alton directly at this point. With spellcasting, the complete vulnerability when a wizard's intent prey becomes his overriding concern. Driz recognized the lie for what it was, but he could not understand the motives behind this day's events. Why would a master of sorcerer attack him? 
Why would Massage, still just a student, risk so much to come to his defense? Let us bother the master no more, Massage said, hoping to deflect Drizzt's curiosity further. Come with me now to our practice hall. I will show you more of Gwenhyver, my magical pet. Drizzt looked to Alton, wondering what the unpredictable master would do next. Do go, Alton said calmly, knowing the facade Massage had begun would be his only way around the wrath of his adopted matron mother. I am confident that this day's lesson was learned, he said, his eyes on Massage. Drizzt glanced back to Massage, then back to Alton again. He let it go at that. He wanted to learn more of Gwenhyver. When Massage had Drizzt back in the privacy of the tutor's own room, he took out the polished Ankh's figurine in the form of a panther and called Gwenhyver back to his side. The mage breathed easier after he had introduced Drizzt to the cat, for Drizzt spoke no more about the incident with Alton. Never before had Drizzt encountered such a wonderful magical item. He sensed a strength in Gwenhyver, a dignity that belied the beast's enchanted nature. Truly, the cat's sleek muscles and graceful moves epitomized the hunting qualities that drow elves so dearly desired. Just by watching Gwenhyver's movements, Drizzt believed he could improve his own techniques. Massage let them play together and spar together for hours, grateful that Gwenhyver could help him smooth over any damage that foolish Alton had done. Drizzt had already put his meeting with the faceless master far behind him. Matron Thinefei would not understand, Massage warned Alton when they were alone later that day. You will tell her, Alton reasoned matter-of-factly, so frustrated was he with his failure to kill Drizzt that he hardly cared. Massage shook his head. She need not know. A suspicious smile found its way across Alton's disfigured face. What do you want? he asked coyly. Your tenure here is almost at an end. What more might a master do for Massage? Nothing. Massage replied. I want nothing from you. Then why? Alton demanded. I desire no debts following my path. This incident is to be done with here and now. Oh, it is done, Massage replied. Alton did not seem convinced. What could I gain from telling Matron Thinefei of your foolish actions? Massage reasoned. Likely she would kill you, and the coming war with Half de Warden would have no basis. You are the link we need to justify the attack. I desire this battle. I'll not risk it for the little pleasure I might find in your tortured demise. I was foolish, Alton admitted more somberly. I had not planned to kill Drizzt when I summoned him here, just to watch him and, and learn of him so that I might savor more when the time came to kill him. Seeing him before me, though, seeing a cursed Duarden standing unprotected before me, I understand, said Massage sincerely. I have had the same feelings when looking upon that one. You have no grudge against House Duarden. Not the house, Massage explained. That one. 
I have watched him for nearly a decade, studied his movements and his attitudes. You like not what you see? Alton asked, a hopeful tone in his voice. He does not belong, Massage replied grimly. After six months by his side, I feel I know him less now than I ever did. He displays no ambition, yet has emerged victorious from his class's grand melee nine years in a row. It's unprecedented. His grasp of magic is strong. He could have been a wizard, a very powerful wizard, if he had chosen the course of study. Massage clenched his fist, searching for the words to convey his true emotions about Drizzt. It's all too easy for him, he snarled. There is no sacrifice in Drizzt's actions, no scars for the great gains he makes in his chosen profession. He is gifted, Alton remarked, but he trains as hard as any I've ever seen by all accounts. That is not the problem, Massage groaned in frustration. There was something less tangible about Drizduarden's character that truly irked the young Hunet. He couldn't recognize it now because he had never witnessed it in the Dark Elf before and because it was so very foreign to his own makeup. What bothered Massage, and many other students and masters, was the fact that Drizzt excelled in all the fighting skills the Drow Elves most treasured but hadn't given up his own passion in return. Drizzt had not paid the price the rest of the drow children were made to sacrifice long before they even had entered the academy. It is not important, Massage said after several fruitless minutes of contemplation. I will learn more of the young Duarden in time. His tutelage under you was finished, I had thought, said Alton. He goes to Araktanilith for the final six months of his training, quite inaccessible for you. We both graduate after those six months, Massage explained. We will share our indentured time in the patrol forces together. Many will share that time, Alton reminded him. Dozens of groups patrol the corridors of the region. You may never even see Drizzt in all the years of your term. Oh, I have already arranged for us to serve in the same group, replied Massage. He searched into his pocket and produced the Ankh's figurine of the magical panther. A mutual agreement between yourself and the young Duarden? Alton reasoned with a complimentary smile. It appears that Drizzt has become quite fond of my pet, Massage chuckled. Too fond? Alton warned. You should watch your back for scimitars. Massage laughed aloud. Perhaps our friend... Duarden should watch his back for panther claws.'